Hey, y'all, raise your glasses. As we sharing this moment in time, let's drink to us. And all the real ones listening while we kick it on wax, let's drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. We sober today. We are sober. <laughs> so you know what? Ain't no song. Because <laughs> I ain't on my the third song. Part. Oh, okay. I'm coming clear in my right mind today. Okay. So if I say anything today that's crazy. You meant that shit. I can't even blame that. No, you cannot. I said it with my chest. This is our first sober show. I don't know why we sober. It's just shit. Just kind of how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) This this ain't no plan. This ain't no cleansing. We're just here. Okay, don't expect it for the next time. (laughs) Sydney just put her head a ponytail right before we got over. (laughs) Y'all should have seen me before. It's raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no makeup. You know? Ain't no craft settings. No. There is lip gloss. Always. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just tell you this right now. We happy as hell to be back. Yes, we are. Life has made changes in our in our way. Since we have we, reasons uh, to celebrate. We have reasons to celebrate. We have reasons to mourn. Mm-hmm. We have reasons to cry. Mm-hmm. We have reasons to fucking turn up, too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we just want to take you out on the journey. This is your boy, Antoine, the source. I'm Stephanie. What's good, see? Man, things are good and then things are not. You know what I'm saying? I think that's how life goes. It's an ever it's an ever changing uh roller coaster. I think that's what they call ebbs and flows. The ebbs and flows. I feel like it's adulting. If you want to just sum yeah. it up in one way no, or for real. I think so. Like I'll say, you know, last week I had a pretty rough week, you know. You know, I'm planning a back to school festival mm-hmm. for um like five thousand people um at my job. Shout out to Four Cliff. Shout out to Four Cliff. If you're in the Dallas area, pull up on them for the back to school drive. <laughs> August twelfth, um, nine to noon. At Four Cliff. At Four Cliff. Be ready to volunteer. Yes. Don't just show up with your hand at. Prepare to serve. Are y'all passing out the shirts that say serving on there again? Yes. I, I really want a servant shirt. I got you. I feel strong when what? I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my boss was talking about you today. Not like a long, drawn-out conversation. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to go record the podcast after this. And I was like, you know, Twan actually came to Foil Cliff. He was like, yeah, bro, been down. He came to the Glendale location before. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not brand new, you know. Uh, I will say I don't come as much as I should, mm-hmm. and I wish I could. Mm-hmm. But when I went, you know, I went on a, a whole rant last show about how kids these days. My coworkers love that episode. <laughs> I don't know why, though, <laughs> because I was just ranting my ass off. Well, I will tell you this right now. I've been changed. <laughs> I've seen the evolution of these kids, and I'm meeting them halfway now. Yeah, what did you witness? First of all. I got to be a podcast, uh, what what can they call it? Mentor. Mentor. You know, yeah. I ain't even know it was a thing. You yeah. Know? I felt blue checkish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because I, what I love and I appreciate about younger people is when they're wide-eyed and ever, and like still open to instruction. Yes. And when what was dope about those two young women, they both getting ready to go to the colleges. And they were finding a way to make this band with maintained throughout the fall. I come back two weeks later, they didn't drop the episode. <laughs> yeah. They got content. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, they wasn't playing. That's one thing about this new generation. You put something in their hands and you show them how to do it, they going to make it work. Yeah, for real. And so I appreciated those young women, and I appreciate them just continuously, you know, in their educational uh, pathways. Also, shout out to all the kids that was in the office. You know, those kids that like to sit around the staff and just be nosy. <laughs> yes. You know, you got to watch what you say. Yes. <laughs> Shout yes. out to y'all because they was in there putting together those packages to get uh for uh for Cliff. But I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. What I do appreciate y'all about y'all at Fold Cliff is all the adults are approachable. Mm, thank you. You don't see like you see the line of authority, but you don't see it in a way where it feels like they it's not a welcome energy. Absolutely. And I wanna give y'all y'all flowers because y'all are continuously pouring into a lot of youth. And also what I'm noticing is y'all impacting them, you know, from a confidence perspective. Mm. You know, I saw how, you know, just y'all allow kids to be able to come and just engage with y'all. Yeah, Get absolutely. to know y'all on personal levels while still maintaining that distance of knowing like, hey, I'm an authority figure. Right. And so I appreciate how y'all navigate these new relationships. You know, times have changed, but the energy is still the same. Thank you. So Tom. I'm giving my flowers. I'm giving the flowers to all the full Cliff staff. Hey, for old Cliff. Uh, woo woo. Yep. Thank you for that. So uh if y'all got any time and y'all in the Dallas area and y'all ain't got no felonies or you ain't never played with no kids, <laughs> right. feel free to pull up to a full cliff <laughs> and pour into the youth. My black man put in your black man hours. Black that's what man I call hours. It. I think that's a good call out. Black man hours. My black man hours. Because kids just got to see you sometimes. That's it. People be like asking me, Cindy, you know, just let me know when to come up there. And it's like, it's not a win, you know. And I didn't know that until I started working there myself. It's like, dang, I wish I could mentor girls. I should, you know. But it's like, if you're just there and you're visible, um, even if you're just playing basketball randomly in the gym with kids, like there's a bond that forms there. Kids um, going to make you mentor them. If you in Naples City, what you do? Yep, <laughs> exactly. I had one man come to my office. I didn't even know this about him, but he was in the Air Force. Yeah. One of my students is looking to know, know what to do after he just graduated into the workforce or go into um, the Army or something. Yeah. And so just by both of them being in my office, he was able to give him like an up-close and personal viewpoint yeah. on what it's like to enter the Army. Without, without it being his job and getting the whole like yes, corporate spirit. it wasn't recruitment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Focus. It was very much like, this is what I had to do. This is what it's like. This is what PT is like. Just a real honest conversation. You know what I'm saying? So I it, I will say the moments where, and everybody's job is like, you get, it's annoying sometimes or it's hard. Yeah. Having those kids. And by, when I say kids, these kids that I'm talking about are like 15 through 17 or yeah. 15 through 18. Um, So they're not really kid kids, but they're kids. They're kids. You know, but having them in my building, in the building, they're funny. Kids funny as hell. They are so funny. And they have no filters. Like, so whatever you say to a kid, first of all, kids don't forget anything. No. So, like, it was so sweet. One of the uh, <laughs> teachers had promised some of the students that she was going to work out with them after school. Mm-hmm. You know, when adults say we're going to go work out together. You got to check on us. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody's changed There's a mind. 60-40 chance that we might <laughs> right. not show up. Yeah. I got you Saturday. Yeah. When I tell you these kids, you know, kids don't forget nothing. 
They come in there. They got their bag. They got they 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 clothes ready to go. Yes. They, where, where where you going? Where you going? You know, adulting is ebbs and flows. Right. My schedule has changed. Yes. Something has <laughs> has come up. I have a cocktail making class. I need to go to. But kids, like you, need to give me clear answers of how you double booked. Because <laughs> how like, we committed to this yesterday. I went home, got all my clothes together. <laughs> I had my mama wash my my good socks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you told me you had the workout plan. I probably stretched the night before. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm about to have my grown up uh, workout session. You know they see. <laughs> yeah. You know they see these women that are working out and stuff. They think. You know that's why I always say if you tell a kid something and you're not gonna do it. Oof. Good luck, because the kid Cause never trust you. No, it's a wrap. <laughs> like, it is a wrap. But shout out to all. My new, uh, my new uh, kids up there at Fall Cliff that I met, that I that that allowed me to uh, experience them in they in they uh, common areas because yeah. I always say when you come to a kid's place and see how they navigate in their natural order, you get a new understanding. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, shout out to them. Thank but, you for being a man of your word. You yeah. said you was gonna pull up and you did twice. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, and I like how y'all secured the premises up there. Oh yeah. You know, they they made sure I had to take a picture, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm walking around with my uh, with my name tag. You got on. a sticker. I'm all I'm all at the store. Somebody was like, You put the visit somebody in jail? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that she that's what she I see. I see where you at. Okay, man. Walgreens. No. <laughs> I, I didn't even know I had it on. She was like, oh, "You want to see somebody in jail?" Damn, I hate that. That's what you associate this with. And you know what? There's a flip side to that because it, we like somebody has tried to come into the building, <coughs> mm-hmm. um, show their ID, and they're flagged. And we have How to you get flagged. I don't really know. You can't tell the business. I can't. But when you're flagged. There is now a new process, and now it's awkward for everybody. So they had to walk you off the premises. We had to ask you to leave. What are the three? Uh, what are some scenarios that a person would do to get flagged? Um, I think um, kid-related crimes <laughs> is <less>. one of them. <laughs> Goddamn! I don't even know what the list was like. Yeah, I was like, "Is it allowed?" Process or is it discreet? No, it's discreet. <laughs> <'Cause I'm, laughs> no, it's like a flag on the screen, flag on the play, and then the front desk person gotta, you know, tell you discreetly. You can't come in. And then they be like, that ain't me. They got, cause sometimes Antoine Johnson is probably like 90 of y'all. Can you imagine though? Cause I told you, you know, I told my story about Miss uh, Identification. But yes. Could you imagine that being on your head? That happened to one of our volunteer groups. Coming in, he got flagged. It wasn't him. So then you have to like drill down and figure out, compare, compare. And then he's like, you know, this happens all the time. Somebody with his same name has committed some type of crime. That's scary. That's terrifying. Like, cause you know, what if you meet a, a, a you know, a new chick? I was gonna say crazy, mm-hmm. but you gotta be, you, you know, you gotta be sure these days. Mm-hmm. She's going her Google's, her lookups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had a guy try to talk to me one time. He DM me. He wasn't all the way attractive, so I had to really do some deep diving. You know what I'm saying? Let me dive deep. I Googled this man. Why it was a robbery vehicle? Like, he was stealing cars, knocking out cars Damn, and shit. So you can't even ride with him. I was like, you, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know he this is shit. I was like. I'll meet you. 
Not you. you. Can't even take me nowhere. <laughs> Shit, Jimmy and Locks and whatnot. Oh, man, bro. But yeah. Since but you yeah. talk about, since we on the uh, subject of of love mm-hmm. and dating, mm-hmm. you know, um, this we gonna we, we gonna, I'm gonna pull it back around. Okay, skirt. Um, you know, we had the situation. What situation? Carly went missing. Gone girl. Gone girl. <laughs> I have, I have my, I have my belief, of, you know, of what I think caused her to catch, catch ghosts. My mama do too, but I'm listening to what you was thinking. Now this is crazy. I like, I don't think people. Every now and then, I think people forget technology is like really reached crazy bounds now. Yeah. It's up there. Like, if you still trying to do criminal shit or sneaky shit in 2023, good luck to you. Like, we're the Jetsons at this point. Like, so. Like, what? I just want to know, I just want to know the mind, you know, the mindset when you confirmed that you was going to go through with this. Like, I, I want to know that point, blank, that point blank time. Right when she called 911? like, here you go. And you was like, <laughs> you called. Cause you on nine one one time and you recorded. This is when I knew it was a red flag on the plate. Mm-hmm. They said that she left her wig. Mm. When there's a struggle, <laughs> the wig ain't just gonna be propped in the back seat <laughs> like it was. Like they just took it off of it. <laughs> like so she can come back Let and me get sit it. This hat down. <laughs> like so I can come and get this shit. <laughs> She put thought into like I got a I got a, this is this is four hundred dollars. This was one of her scary. good wigs. That was mm-hmm. one of her good wigs. This was this wasn't synthetic. This Peruvian. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh, I don't like torn, y'all. And so then the Apple Watch in the back seat. Why the fuck <laughs> would somebody just sit your Apple? They're gonna destroy the Apple Watch, right? Yeah. No, nah, it's a gonna, tracking they device. They just gonna leave it right there. Just tell me you ain't have insurance on your shit. <laughs> Cause you ain't go all the way with it. You trying to keep you trying to do this shit on a budget. You can't fake your kidnapping on the budget. Not on a budget. You try to cut costs. I ain't trying to. You can't to move. spare no expense. Hey, I'm not getting a new wig. I'm not getting the new Apple Watch. <laughs> I come back for them when the cops have them. I I got I'm thinking. I'll pick them up in evidence. I pick them up in evidence. She thought that she could just Avoid having to fuck her shit up to do it. Like no struggle, no side of struggle nowhere. She didn't want to break a window. That's crazy. She really tried to come out of this unscathed. Like <laughs> then they say she went and got snacks. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to be left alone. That's so right. I've been there. <laughs> you in a relationship? You tired? This nigga always home when you come home. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Like, mm. I got a bone to pick with him too. Oh, I'm like, okay, this was a simple. You just wanted to go lay low for a little bit. What that? What is PTO for? Then? Eat cheeses? Not che- that what she bought? Because that is a week. Maybe she ain't had no more. Maybe she was man. trying to hold on to that last bit of PTO. You know, if you know, that's childish. <laughs> no, no. If you weren't. <laughs> You know you want to try to get out of the summertime with at least three to four days PTO. That's wild. That's wild. She put I... it all on the line to say the PTO. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? 
that I don't want you to be bound to your job that much that you fear. You ain't got no sick time, no no COVID. Everybody got COVID still. COVID nineteen <laughs> time. <laughs> Not COVID. Nobody time. use them. If you working in the workforce now, you have a thing called COVID nineteen time. Mm. Just tell them you got COVID. <laughs> it's gonna buy you fourteen days. At least at least three, because you know we expediting the situ- the, the, the uh, process. So what you think it was? My question first. Well, okay, and this is I get my stories from my mama. So I really ain't paid attention to nothing except for the fact that she was missing. She was found. She allegedly lied. She is confirmed to have lied. And now the thing pieces as to why. That's all I really know. Um, My mama said that she probably faked her kidnapping because apparently her boyfriend was like cheating on her with a stripper or something. Is this real? Have you heard this? Or this is my mama version. I'm going to get to him. Okay. <laughs> so keep going. She said that he was cheating on her with a stripper or something. <clears throat> or was always in a strip club. Something stripper related. And she wanted to get his attention. She wanted him to, like, feel bad about his choices. So she faked her kidnapping. So she could get him to be like, you know, oh, my God, where's my baby? And, like, love on her when she's found. Vibe. You know how stupid she is? Let me tell you why. Because hmm. she just blew her whole wide. Nah, this nigga about to be drowning in sympathy pussy. Hell yeah. But he's overplaying his hand, though. What's, what's going on with he's him? He's still talking. What is he saying? Like, now nah, he's saying, like, me and her, no, you know, he 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 made the separation that that's his ex. You know, he, my ex. Not he, three days after she found. He sent the I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the I'm single post without saying the I'm wow. single post. Like, you can hit my DMs now. Wow. <laughs> like, and then the thing is, once I saw the nigga had a beard, I'm like, oh, he one of the he he part of the coalition. <laughs> what coalition? So you know, black women love niggas with beards. Yes. And then he, I think he got a charger or some shit or oh. a challenger. Got the whole southern fuckboy aesthetic. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? She just let this nigga run to the streets. Because now everybody, he's you know he see he was standing by, so you he showed his supportive hand. He did. Then when all the shit hit the fan, boom, had to drop her. Damn. Then he came. I talk about I still love her. Me and my family's your supporter, but you know I just I can't. So now you try to lay it down slow, yeah. uh, softly, so it looked like you an emotional dude, correct? Who, who got a heart? Mm-hmm. All them goddamn motherfuckers about to just come Damn. pouring out. The security guard base. I mean, congratulations to him. About to be a bunch of Tasha's. <laughs> Not Tasha's. If you watch Insecure, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. You a strong black man. Is this the one who worked at the bank? Yeah. She took a He was up there looking all scraggly Lawrence. I seen the episode recently. She a quick propped tangent. him up. She propped him up. <laughs> you got a degree? You trying to do something to yourself? You better know who you are. She gave him the Tyler Perry uh, spiel. Yeah, you know Tyler Perry girl. got that. He got that scene in every one of his movies. It's like, stop. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Boost up Issa the black was man. fucking fake-ass producers. She was wrong. I'm sorry to just go back, but I re- rewatched that episode. She was pissing me off. You know, like, we was watching... Me and my girl used to watch Girlfriends as I go to bed show. Not Insecure. Cause mm. I, was, and so I'm looking at shit differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... We're going to have an Insecure show one day. We should. We're just going to break down Insecure. We should because 34-year-old Sydney and whatever it was seven years ago, Sydney. 
I was, Very I was different. looking at it with a completely different lens. Me too. Then. So we're going to have a whole session. We're going to break down season by season. Yes. You know what? That's going to be our fall uh, emphasis. Yes. Because we're we going to be inside. You know, and ain't no fun. new TV coming out. Yeah, because, you know, the writers and the actors pretty much said, fuck y'all. They said, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, did you see Euphoria got pushed back to 2026? I saw that. Like, so you're not, you, so you mean to tell us no more high schools? <laughs> like, These kids going to be in, in having kids. <laughs> you can't in come back. In real life. If you got a high school show, you can't come back four years, five years, years later. later the That's high wild. <laughs> so what do you do with it now? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe it's the college edition. You can't make me believe that if she been on drugs the whole six years, she's still walking around here looking like this. Some teeth need to be gone Some. You know, I've never seen Euphoria. It just, there's certain shows that aren't for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never watched, I have watched it, but I never watched it again. Minutes of Society. I don't like, I don't like things that are like too realistic. Things that could really happen. Cause I have nightmares about it. I can't. I hate what's love got to do with it. Really, one of my the movies that I hate with all my good. I can't watch stuff like that. I still. I like. I like Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, <laughs> if he would have never gone blackish, <laughs> I would have hated him. I was life. about to say blackish saved him. He did. <laughs> Cause his legacy was gonna be Ike Turner. <laughs> for real. Life. For real. And what sucks about it is you look at Ike Turner and look at Lawrence Fishburne. They look nothing alike at all. <laughs> like at all. So. Casting was just like the nigga in bodies all. He killed it. It was the eyes. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne um, buck eyes. You just knew he was about to he was about to punch her ass. That's crazy. And like I still, my heart still beats fast when she in the ha- the uh, studio in the house. That's the part and, that I had to stop. And he have everybody leave the house. Yep. I was like, oh lord, about to be there. I, <laughs> like, I watched that scene ooh, as a kid. And I had nightmares for weeks. Because you, like, knew, like, and what bothered me every time I watch it is, like, she was, like, moving around like shit was sweet. Like, yeah, you know, I'm tired. (laughs) Do you not know he about to beat your ass right now? (laughs) Like, put up a hand or something. Like, she just, oh, I'm tired. I can't do no more. You think he cleared this room for okay, nothing? Okay. Like, come I on. I hate that. I'm like, so when I'm watching it, that's why I can't watch it no more. Because I'm like, put your hands up. It's too much. It's Kick too the much. Nigga. It's too much. But then she, then she at the end, I never, I never made it to the end. Honestly, I never made it past the studio <coughs> scene. So then she, she she fixed, I mean, she, you know, she ran. That was when she was in Dallas. It was now the Lorenzo Hotel. Me and my girl have been trying to map this route. Every time we drive it's by the there, bridge. we'd be like, how did she get here to here? It's the bridge. Where does she run from? Did they show? Stadler to Lorenzo. That's a ways. That's but there's it. a bridge that connects. You it's know a what I'm bri- saying? Do you know how long of a run that is? To the bridge Because she called a taxi. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to put myself in there. But, you know, when you ain't when, fight or flight, for real, for real. For real. But, I ain't gonna lie. What's love got to do with one of the movies I can't see? You know, if I watch What's Love Got to Do with it, I I, I got to fast food, fast forward to parts. Yeah, I just can't watch no woman getting her ass. Beat. It's just too much. And then they was like, "Ooh, the part when she when he had beat her up and she was in the eye, she was trying to put on her makeup and her eye was this big, mm. and I'm just like, I ain't no way. Mm, mm, mm. And like that, like 
that's how I know that was an amazing movie because mm-hmm. it, it it makes you emote on, yeah. on a different level. Yeah, I don't know how the hell we got on what's love got. To I don't know with. either. But you, we were talking about what you uh. Oh, watch. wait. Well, watch oh, I never watched you. You don't before. like realistic yeah, yeah. television. I, can't. I don't. Or, or, or movies. No. So, since we're talking about that, mm-hmm. you probably was one of the people who went and watched the Barbie movie. Obviously. Because you don't like realistic shit. Correct. All of that, I already live in real life. I ain't got to see it again. Ryan Gosling is 52 years old. Why did they. Is he 52? See, I Look it up. Ryan. Because Ryan Gosling. First of all, that's base. Sorry, even Mendez. But Ryan Gosling is fine. And He's 42. All right. I mean, what I'm saying is this. Like, I, I just, because I was trying to figure out what all the fuss was. Uh-huh. So can you bring us up to speed on the Barbie rollout? Yes. So I will first start off by saying, I don't know where they got the money for their marketing budget, but Barbie is a phenomenon. Regardless if the movie wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Barbie itself. When I was a kid, I was collecting Barbies. I have Holiday Barbie. They are black. Holiday Barbie. Scary Spice Barbie. Motherfucking the Barbie books. Because I was really into fashion. So I would map out what I wanted my homecoming and prom dresses to look like based on Barbie evening wear. So I have a deep connection to Barbie. Did they have any black people in the sh- in the movie? Issa Rae. She was Barbie. Yeah, she was the president of Barbie Land. I thought she was just taking because everybody been taking them them Barbie pictures. I didn't know she was She's part in of, there. Damn it! And it's another girl. I forget her name, but she was another Barbie too. She's black. Okay, I'm so cool. we had two. As black. long as they had us, uh, and we represented. had black. We had two black kings. So I, I can fuck with it. It was represented. And so when Barbie was announced that it was coming, we didn't know the plot. You know what I'm saying? Just it's a Barbie movie, so it's like, damn, okay, cool. Then when you see Greta Gerwig is the one that's directing it. She has a history of like feminist induced films. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be Candyland. You right. know what I'm saying? And so it just kind of took off. The marketing just took off. It was pink everywhere. The press that they did was crazy. They had the pictures that you saw with Issa Rae and everybody. So it's like pink fucking every fucking but, First of all, budget was enormous. Crazy high, and I'm gonna just tell you this: if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it big, especially when you're representing something that's an iconic brand. Exactly. Like, you know, think about when they did the Lion King movie, uh, mm-hmm. again, or when Spider Man come out. It's like certain ones you you better put all your all your eggs in that basket. And so, what I will ask about this is: is there a moment in the movie where you felt real nostalgia, or was it just one of those things where you just want to dress up in it, but it was kind of misrepresented of what you thought it was going to be. I wouldn't say misrepresented. I would say that they took a different turn mm-hmm. with Barbie that I appreciate 100%. Okay. There was a moment in the movie, and I'm not going to spoil it. There's a moment in the movie where America Ferreira's character gave this monologue mm-hmm. about what it's like to be a woman. And I swear to God, I almost teared up. I'm not even going to joke. Like, the whole movie was, like, lots of giggles and stuff because yeah. Ryan Gosling's character, it wasn't a serious film, but they had it had serious undertones about real things. The gist of it is Barbie, Margot Robbie's character, had in her brain that the, the phenomenon of Barbie had um, fixed what it's like to be a woman in real world. And in Barbie land, it was, you know, 
rainbows and butterflies. She thought, and women ruled the world in Barbie land. When she got to the real world, she expected it to be the same thing. Her and Ryan Gosling get to Barbie land and they quickly learned what patriarchy is. Sounds like Twitterverse real life. Ish. Because even in Twitterverse real life, women don't run either of those. No, I'm just saying, like, whatever your, your pocket... Perception versus reality perception vibes. Perception versus reality. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I just think that that was a dope spin on it. But that is so 2023. I love this. <laughs> the reason I say it is because... You could. There's nothing you can drop now that it, it gotta have some type of message or tone. Yes, to it. you can't just have a dismissive movie nowadays. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you can't just make a super bad without, you know, speaking on bullying or yeah, you know, or social perception. Yeah, well, I would even go to that. To that, where has there been like a super bad a pineapple? You Express? can't have it anymore. That's crazy. Because it's so the tone is is. Things political are so toned tone. down. Yeah. That politically, if you want to make those movies, it's not worth it. Yeah. Because you don't the, the gray areas and will be so goddamn like overwhelming that it shit ain't gonna hit. Yeah. And they're gonna take so <clears throat> that's why the actors in strike, uh the actors in uh writer strike is really one of those things that trying to navigate that shit. Mm-hmm. What is his life what does life look like on the other end of this? Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's when what we about to get is a lot of reality television, mm-hmm. a lot of cheaply done television, mm-hmm. and I hate to say it, but if you have some, if you got the infrastructure of a Tyler Perry right now, you gonna win. Yeah, but who does? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like he the only thing that can keep going right now because <laughs> I do it all about like yeah. so. Y'all was laughing at the nigga. <laughs> yeah, but he figured out the cheat code. He figured out the cheat code. Anybody going strike on my One strike. <laughs> One strike. <laughs> this nigga at the dinner table make right six shows by lunch. <laughs> Got a whole season done. For real. Tyler Perry said, you know what? BET gonna be overflowing <laughs> with content. <laughs> if you want to see some new shit... <laughs> Come on over to BT. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, a good job for BT because he really does it all. It's so many commas after all the things. Directed by, written by, produced by, catered hey, by. Y'all was laughing. Y'all talking about <laughs> niggas, you know, hey. Streamlined this whole process. But I will, I want to say this too. I just want to say shout out to the baddies because I really was just going to watch the Barbie movie by myself. I love going to the movies alone. I don't like distractions. Mm-hmm. But then I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? I can't have the baddie brunch and we not do something for the Barbie movie. Everybody is doing stuff for the Barbie movie. Yeah. I can't be that. Especially my ties to the brand, you know? So I was like, all right. We just going to all go to movies together and we're going to go out for drinks after. Yeah. And I had 200 women to RSVP. That was dope. We went to the movies. Everybody was dressed in pink. Okay. You know what I'm Did saying? Did y'all take a picture? Yes. We took a picture. Aww. Um, Hi, Barbie. Everybody was saying that to everybody. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. I love when adults can act like little kids It or was something. so cute. Because shit, life is too goddamn it's serious tough. and hard. And we were sitting mm. here talking about this before we got on the air. Yeah. Like, like motherfucker, I'm going to just tell you this right now. You got to be a strong person. To navigate your 30s nowadays. Yeah. And not feel like time slipping. Yeah. You kind of talked about that in a little bit. You know, we feel as though we try to cut corners and 
lower our standards of what we feel we deserve mm-hmm. as as time goes. Yeah. You know, I, I remember you had put in the notes, uh, is the pressure on or is the clock running down like date, mid-30s? For real. I, I, I just think, I think too, what bothers me sometimes is I think that that is a reality. I look at that as real. I don't look at I don't look at the clock as made up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For birth giving reasons um, and just years on this earth. You know what I'm saying? People are dropping like flies these days and you want a forever partner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether that's marriage or boyfriend <clears throat> or girlfriend. And sometimes men be like, I don't want no woman who think that, it's a, that the clock is ticking and she putting pressure on me. It's not about putting pressure on you. There's been years of pressure put on us that we are now internalizing as women. And we're 34, you know what I'm saying, for those that are 33, 34, 35, 36, single with little to no options. Now I'm questioning my, you know, am I, are my standards too high? You know what I'm saying? Okay, let me just go. Let me dwindle it down. Hell, let's give me a nigga who can read. <laughs> Shit. Can you spell, motherfucker? Goddamn. That's what scares me about when you when you get into your uh, frustrations about it. Because I don't want you to kind of water down your expectations. I kind of feel like with, that's the next step. With each bad experience. And that's what a lot of dudes, they expect. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a batch of dudes who date older women mm. who don't understand, who feel like they're past their prime, so they want to pour into a man. Now. Mm-hmm. Or you have the dudes that want to date the younger women who haven't found their voice right. yet. Yeah, and it's like so you got this this mid this middle of the sector as far as the age perspective of women that feel as though okay, am I doing too much? Mm-hmm. That's like like you hear some women in their head about it because I ain't gonna lie I hate to see the men and women commentary on on Twitter because it's like it's niggas trying to go in on women for having a standard that the dude can't meet yeah because the dude that's that's of that standard is not gonna be trying to talk her down no. off the ledge and that's vice versa that's just like a woman who. Or try to get mad at a dude for wanting to have a woman that has a certain standard about herself. Yeah. That's for him. Right. You can't shame him by saying, oh, you niggas want a fucking virgin. Like, I ain't say that. He just <laughs> said, God damn, I don't want you to have OnlyFans. <laughs> like, it's not, you know how dudes, you know, people get chastised yeah, for having yeah. standards. And it's like, as you get older, people are like, who dare, how dare you fucking say you want options? Like, yeah. especially, like, I see that a lot with women in their 30s. They treat them like the old lady now of the gang. Like, yeah, for real. I'm the oldest in my friend group. And by oldest, I mean by, like, six months. Bimmy be like, what y'all all ass doing for your birthday? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you my elder. Even me and Taylor, my boss, we joke, me and Taylor are two days apart. And so we be sitting there, he be like, so what was it like making your day, OG? You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. Just stop, hey, when, like, I get called sir now. You came up and cut it to y'all. He's like, yes, sir. I'm like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my hip just started hurting when he said that shit. Immediately. <laughs> like, They call me Miss Sydney at work. <laughs> so it's like, I ain't even no teacher. So, I, I mean, I'm going to just be honest with you. I, I, I thought at one point in time I was going to live life just as, as a reckless older man just outside. That's it. But then I just started realizing this shit is tiring. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't concede in getting a relationship. No, I found my person. Yeah. But I will say this. I've learned to experience, to enjoy the experiences of the relationship day to day and not look for the damn highlights. You know, like that's dating a, that's a real thing. in short terms have you dating in highlights. Mm-hmm. It don't go past 90 days for me. <laughs> like, it's not even like I've tried what you, to. What do you think? The ninety day window shows you about yourself or the person. What do you, is there like? Is there like a um a a, a pattern that you notice or like where it kind of like starts going left? Like, my, what do you think? The my case is my case, right? I'm not. Speaking, no, I'm speaking only specifically for me. For, you. Yeah. for me, it's like you know the first. I'll take it month by month. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I'm talking about three months of time. Okay. And after that, it's always a wrap. Not week by week. No, because <laughs> like, week by week it varies. <laughs> Month one is cool. You know what I'm saying? There is some dates involved. We're texting every day. You know what I'm saying? We might be talking on the phone, but we're yeah. seeing each other at least weekly. You know what I'm saying? Um, getting to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, week two, I mean week two, you got me talking about weeks. Month two, sex is somewhere up in there. Yeah, we pulling up to each other's spot. Yeah, we spend a night. <laughs> Maybe two days, you know what I'm saying? That's the gray area. That's where a lot of women get called in no man's land. And that's where a lot of men get comfortable <laughs> as well. That's why I said that. Because it's like, maybe, and it could be for most of reasons, maybe it's, you know, people like to say, you can't hold out for sex. But then when you give it to them, it's like you gave it to them too fast. It's like, goddamn, I don't really even know which to do. So I just go with the fucking flow. If I want to have sex, we having sex. You know what I'm saying? Because it is we what it grown, is. You, like, by by month three, that's where shit get dicey. And I'm not going to take my part away from it. I know that I have expectations. You know what I'm saying? I express those expectations. Um, there's a trajectory there mm-hmm. that I see in my brain. Maybe I start wanting more um, and he's giving less. Or maybe he's not giving at all. But either way, what I'm wanting, I'm not seeing. Um and it always, it always happens. It just fizzles or they disappear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a, a ghosting situation. So this most recent one only lasted 30 days, literally 30 on the nose. Damn. Day 31, it was over. Crickets. Literally, he stopped texting <laughs> like, me. Literally. I, I didn't understand that one, but, you know, I'm going to just tell you, ladies, don't send nudes. Hey, I'm going to be honest now. If a nigga asks you for nudes nowadays, like, shit, that's, he's a perv. Because at the end of the day... There's too many goddamn naked women on, on social it's media. Everywhere. everywhere. So what you need to see her, goddamn, wait. Wait your turn. Or especially if you already fucked. Like, and I'll say, in some cases, men might not ask for them, but they'll send them. So it's like a... Oh, niggas love surprise ones. They but do. I, you would never fucking hear me say, send me a picture. I ain't like, got that. I haven't got a send me a picture text in a while. I also am not a send a picture type of person. That's the quickest way to get blocked. That's just not what I do. But if I do, it's a very sacred thing. Like it's a it's a big deal for me to do that. It's a level of vulnerability that I have. And so if things fizzle immediately after that, it's a wrap. <clears throat> so I'm gonna ask this question. Let's call it a therapy session. Okay. First month. We engage and we corresponding throughout the day texting. I'm smiling when I send your text. And I'm every time I see your name pop up, you know, I'm checking my phone. Oh, this ain't who I wanted to be. I'm putting it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vibes. Mm-hmm. So 
about the two, three week mark, mm -hmm. we start being sexually active normally. Mm -hmm. That's that's normally the normal cadence. Mm -hmm. This is where I think a lot of women, unfortunately, overplay their hand. Mm. And the wrong man will take advantage of it. I've been the wrong man. When you're getting consistent, like, round-the-clock sex, mm -hmm. we laying up, we enjoying, we cuddling, we eating, we just vibing. The vibes. Mm-hmm. We smoke or we have pleasantries together. Mm -hmm. So now what happens is the planning starts to dissipate. Mm -hmm. The effective time, to, like as far as like where I'm engaging and trying to learn about you and see you in different capacities, it's starting to dissipate. Right. So the effort is dwindling. Yes. And a lot of men... Not even gonna say a lot because I want to give some. I want to give my fellas credit. With some men, the 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 unfortunate thing is, you've now run your course with this woman. If he isn't interested in finding out about you in any other capacity, I've had sex with you in every way we can have sex. Mm -hmm. There's no more element of surprise. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of men just kind of like lose because the chase is the most fun part for a lot of men. But go ahead. I'm just telling you how a lot of men are wired. And it's that way because also, like I told you, if there's an insecurity anywhere in that man, he's going to avoid you getting close to him. Mm. That's how it goes. Really, that's how humans are, are, are wired anyways. I avoid close connections when I'm trying to uh, to hide an insecurity, especially when it aligns uh, with an insecurity that the insecurity that you trigger, mm -hmm. whether that be education or finances or background status status. Those insecurities are in your ear. Yeah, I don't care how how the much bravado bravado you have, how much confidence you might you know be able to convey but one thing will say will show itself is your insecurities will always win if you don't address them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and in the case like this in your situation I felt like it was more of an insecurity mm -hmm. because there was no explanation. Yeah. And as a man that is in his mid 30s that's where I, that is our weakest point is when we are unable to voice our insecurities or we are unable to address it. And when we and so we try to avoid any triggers, mm -hmm. and you found a cop out. It I, wasn't about your, the picture. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't about any action that you did. I don't think because if it was, I would have been able to completely explain that. And I think the the redder flag that I notice is the inability to not explain, mm -hmm. or the feeling that you feel like you don't have to explain. Um, I think that's the slap in the face for me and not just with men, but any friendship or relationship that I've experienced when people disappear from my life without telling me why that pisses. That's like, that is what pisses me off the yeah. most. And so for him to have done that, it blindsided the fuck out of me. And as a planner by nature, I don't do surprises like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm also it also opened up my eyes to like what I want in a man and what I don't want. I don't want a man who is so afraid of what he perceives to be potential conflict yeah. or, you know, aggression or <clears throat> getting into it. So afraid of that happening that he just shuts down completely and chooses to disappear instead. I can't get down with shit like that. I'm a very expressive person. Yeah. And I now know, I didn't think about this before, right? So maybe this was his purpose in my life, but I now know that I need an expressive man Yeah. in some way. So be vulnerable, be open and share whether that come, even if you're not, but you, that's something that you're aiming towards fixing. That's a flaw that you know you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you're just gallivanting throughout the world, not really addressing that, that's not something that I can give energy to. Or um, to play devil's advocate, an expressive person is mm-hmm. normally a two-way street, mm-hmm. unfortunately. What you mean? I mean, if I'm expressive, I'm express the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just someone that's able to voice it. You, it. Like, I've dated somebody who's very expressive before. Mm-hmm. It's great when it's in, it's beneficial to like finding out what I need to find out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that shit can kind of like cut you at the knees. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to be willing to withstand it because you know what you you asking for and you you willing to do with it. I'm just telling some people who might feel like they want that. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not always gonna be. And I I hear that. I think the biggest thing for me is tact. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um. That's what I would ask for when I ask for express. Like I would, you know how you pray a very specific, uh-huh, specific prayer. prayer yeah. I need a tactful, expressive, expressive man, person. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> because I'm expressive, I lack tact a lot of the time, and I have rubbed people the wrong way at work, in my personal life. You know, whatever. Now, my approach to certain things is like, you know, hey. I got to be honest with you. I'm uncomfortable about some stuff. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Like prefacing with that and then going into it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And trying to be an active listener throughout. I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? But that's something that I'm actively trying to do because telling somebody what they're doing wrong is never fun. And hearing what you're doing wrong is not fun either. I hate feedback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if it's out of love, you know what I'm saying? Or out of, you know, respect, I can receive it. You know what? And I understand why you are <clears throat> very receptive to communication, open communication, because you've seen it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to your your parents on celebrating 35 years. Woo woo. Go Chandlers. Uh, <laughs> you know, first of all, I want to have them on the show. Hopefully we, we, we can we have, have them, them on the show. show because next show. We'll try to have them on the next show. We have such a, like, a disdain for marriage in our generation because mm-hmm. we only, you know how they say, if you pay attention to the horror stories, it'll paralyze you with fear. Yes. That's how I feel about children. So we see so much divorce and cheating and abuse, abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, physical, physical abuse that we kind of think that, do I want to tie myself permanently off? by law to someone. Yeah. And I, it should never be a fearful thing. That's why I kind of want to engage with someone who's gone through this in a long period of time because you've seen it in a lot of capacities. Yeah. You've seen it with raising kids. You've seen it on the on the downward side of not raising kids. Mm-hmm. Now you've seen it like while still trying to maintain your your uh, your careers. Yeah. 
also just trying to maintain your mental health mm-hmm. at a time when mental health wasn't something people was focused on. Right. No, so yeah. So I kind of want to just talk about that because I think because our generation has become too aware of shit. Yes. Like we have too much We read too to, much. So now we're going to yeah. bind. Well, shit. I, they say you get married to someone that makes less than $30,000, more than $30,000 less than you. Then you, who the fuck cares? That part. I might have a down six months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Would this thing change? Because I honestly hate the fact that people try to marry with aesthetic. Okay. You get what I'm saying? The Keep reason. Going. So people have this viewpoint of what their life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's a childhood thing. When you come into adulthood, that is not the aesthetic supposed to dissipate more and more over time. And it's supposed to become more and more based off of what you like. Yes. An aesthetic can be lovely to you, but it makes you feel a way. Yeah. You, I'll say, like, I used to plan my wedding. Me and Kenny, mm-hmm. K. Reese, we were playing our wedding on the phone in yeah. seventh grade. My wedding was going to be to Carmelo Anthony. It was going to be <laughs> the, the Denver Nuggets color. So random. Uh, <laughs> With your jersey dress. <laughs> Obviously. Come on. Miss Anthony. Come on. La, yes. la, look at <laughs> I was the TRL version. Okay. Not, not the new Lala. No, TRL version. That one, yeah, that version. OG Lala. Um, but so I hear you when it comes to the aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? I've always fantasized and romanticized the wedding yeah. side of marriage. Um, now, at this age, I want, I don't mind going, I really don't mind having a courthouse wedding. Shout out to Sex in the City because when Carrie and Mr. Big did it, that's what inspired me. But Doing a courthouse thing with like my parents, his parents. Cause niggas be ready to say you broke. You know, niggas yeah. don't be wanting to do that. I you ain't gonna call it. me broke. There's chic <laughs> ways to do a courthouse wedding, and so I can see myself doing a courthouse wedding with like eight people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then having my reception on the lawn at Four Oak Cliff, and getting a big ass tent. There's no venue fee because I'm an employee. I have a discount. Um, and like just having my wedding, my wedding reception there. It's I'm changed a lot. Me and my old boo, we were supposed to have our wedding there for a cliff, but. The, hey, save money, goddammit. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna ball out that for Oak Cliff. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We got ample space. We have so much space. People gonna be like, damn, I didn't see the wedding venue in this now. Okay. I wanna be the person to show them what's possible. I'm gonna tell you this. People put so much investment and time into their planning their wedding day. How often do you hear somebody discuss what my marriage looks like day to day? That's say that shit again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody really discusses that. Like when you as when you're growing up as a child, or when you come having conversations with your with your uh, girlfriends or your homeboys. You know, we see stuff. Oh, he better cry when I, when I'm walking down the aisle. Or, I just want tutus. Oh, I want to have a reception, but you know, after eleven o'clock, we talking. <laughs> we have those discussions. Yeah, open bar. But we never talk about like, oh, I need check-ins every week. Yeah. Oh, I need to be in a marriage where we go to church at least twice a month. Yeah. Oh, I need to be in a marriage where we do at least something engaging or active. Like, what does that look like day to day? Because now you have this immaculate wedding, but now you're trying to figure it out day to day. Yes. But there's no plan or course of action. That's a good point. And there's nothing you've kind of put on paper. You've budgeted. Mm Mm-hmm. You found how you want to live. You've talked about the the couch that you want. 
Yeah. You've talked about the mom car and the dad car that you want. But have we talked about the discourse we will have to make sure this thing works? Yes. And I think that's the part we're missing because we're such we're such an aesthetically driven generation. And hey, I'm the generation too, so I, I fall victim to this. But when you kind of have an aha moment, you mm-hmm. kind of realize we don't have these discussions. And I'll say this too: I um, I've dated a guy before where we both come from two parent homes, um, and. At first, I was trying to make it work with him because of not only because of that reason, but that was a really big reason. I don't want to be the only person. I don't mind. And I'm, you know, it's fine. But it would be nice for, to have us both come from two parent households. Um, so we both have examples to pull from, you know. Um, and it kind of just it made my mind feel at ease. What I learned is that, A, coming from a two parent household that could look different. You know what I'm saying? I'm privileged enough. I count it as a privilege. I'm privileged enough to come from transparent parents. My parents, I've seen a lot of their marriage. I've seen some good and I've seen some not so good. Um, And they sat us down, me and my brother, and talked us through like, this is what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I know it's not, I know it's less than favorable, but like that is what's happening. Yeah. That's the reality. And this is how we will move. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think a lot of two-parent household products. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of parents kind of sugarcoat their fights or hide their issues and stuff like that, which I totally understand and respect. Them ain't the type of parents I got. So when it comes to, like, seeing a well, I don't want to say well-rounded, but almost, you know, it's like a well-rounded marriage. I'm privileged enough to say that I've seen something like that. I'm going to be honest. It's a, I love the fact that you grew up in groups in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. But you ever thought about sometimes, not not saying your situation, but you know how a generation trying to leave a generation behind that doesn't have the same mm-hmm. um, landscape. Mm-hmm. I never, I always remember uh, this interview Nipsey Hussle did with High Ninety Seven, where he talked about. How OGs and the gang culture, they'll try to like train up the new gangsters mm-hmm. on how you need to do it. So they're telling them how they did it and they're showing them how they did it, or the person is observing how they did it, but you're not evolving with the technology that's mm. being used against you. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, now they have cameras on every block. They have yeah. satellite. Right. They have, they, they can see if you shot a gun now just off, of, uh, mm. uh, you know, forensics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how to equip you on how to fight or combat that because I never had Experience. to combat yeah. it. Yeah, right, right, right. So I look at that same thing when it comes to parents trying to show you how marriage needs to be. But, mm-hmm. mom, you didn't navigate social media in your marriage. Correct. Well, now the world is flat and I have... Full vis- vision into what I to what I see around me. Yeah. Now that's a dude in New York City. That's your competition. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? For real. Like, yeah. Straight up. It's a woman in goddamn Miami, Florida. That's your competition. You don't right. even know that your significant other is going back and forth with this person. You. You don't. It even might not understand. even be seeing them. It's just texting. It's just because texting wasn't a thing for my parents. Cheated on. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Or you're looking at it like this where. 
Now, old flames can find you. Mm-hmm. Easily. You get what I'm saying? It's like, you don't, how do you navigate that? Yeah. Because what was in our household was in our household, and what was in our vicinity was in our vicinity. But now we have new fears. And access. And new access. Oh, we know more about ourselves. Oh, as I go to therapy and I'm working on myself, right. what am I supposed to do when I'm start finding out different triggers that are coming up in my marriage? Yeah. Because now you have more of a voice because you're finding out more about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all these things where, yeah, the landscape and the characteristics of what a healthy marriage still look the same, mm-hmm. but the pitfalls and the challenges day to day don't don't align sometimes with what our parents had to deal with. But I do think that. Um, the key part that I get from my parents is like how to overcome adversity. Cause there's always going to be adversity. Mm-hmm. Yes. That adversity takes a new face as generations, you know, change. But I think it is like, what makes you want to stay? Yeah. I think that's kind of the, like the thread, the common thread, you know what I mean? Like, okay whether it's infidelity that you dealt with or it's social media or whatever it is, something made you want to stay. Mm-hmm. What was that? How did you stay? How did you navigate the issue? Those things, because those things won't go away. Problems in marriages are not going to go away. But how we handle them, I think is like, you know, the important part, to be honest. I, unfortunately, I've had conversations with people who you ever met a woman who found out that their mom was unhappy? Ooh. I ain't met nobody that found it out. No, meaning like as you become a, a woman and you start mm. finding out what a woman goes through, yes. you start realizing like it. my mom Up close. or my aunt or my grandmother is really going through it. Or went through it. Or went through you it. You know what I'm saying? We're learning about past issues that happened. And so you become aware of those things as you learn about your parents just through observation as you become an adult. Yeah. Like I always say, I I used to wonder why my mama was listening to Lauren Hill all the time, but it's like my mom, shit was going through it with niggas. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I I didn't understand why my mom cussed me out so much when she found out I cheated. Oh, man. But it was like, nigga, how the fuck dare you? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, she forgot she had me. Yeah. I was every fuck nigga that she ever, that ever let her down. Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, those are the things that are, you find out that your dad ain't shit. Yeah. When you kind of like, pull back and look at it from the viewpoint of the man that was in the household with you, raised you, sent you to school, mm-hmm. like, damn, this nigga really ain't shit. Yeah. Or you find out that your mom really like, goddamn. She dropped the ball here with me this. And, yes. And so it's you start looking at your parents through a different lens, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. Because sometimes sure. you understand the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But that's the scary part of getting grown as you observe your parents or the relationships around you. Because sometimes you feel like you've been lied to. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm supposed to a man's supposed to be a sole provider, but now my my mom had no options. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see the other side of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, my, my my dad had full autonomy, you know, but I thought that was just my dad leading. No, yeah. this nigga was emotionally manipulating your mom. Correct. And took away yeah. her voice. And right. Or you ever noticed you didn't see your mom's side of the family, or her friends never mm-hmm. came over? Like, damn, my dad isolated my mama. Yeah. Like, wow. yeah. You just start looking at things from yeah, a different absolutely. viewpoint as you observe your life. 
because you've been experiencing experiencing things yourself. Yeah. Or your friends have, and you've or you've been near fucking manipulative men. Yeah. And so you can see things in your parents or your uncle, whoever raised you. You know what I'm saying? And that shit, that's a tough pill to swallow. And you too. become a Megan Good. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, honestly, if you kind of look at all the men she was around, like. She was around very strong, manipulative men. Mm. And so she looked at herself as someone who can kind of soften the man or kind of save the man. You know what I'm saying? The reason I say that is she's someone who, I don't know why I got this, but (laughs) she's a chameleon when it comes to who she dates. Mm. Those people are weird to me. (laughs) Like, if I can't see any alignment in the people you've dated. Yeah. I think there's me. Nah, because you know, because you still keep your same in. You just be trying to fit other niggas in your box. She fits into that box. She became a first lady. I would, too. I don't see that making Now she on her hippie vibe with Jonathan Majors. Like, you get what I'm saying? that would... She was a hood chick when she dated uh Thomas Jones. Like she's been through every evolution based off of who she's dating. That's crazy. I think there is some Megan Good in me. I'm not gonna say that I'm fully Megan Good, but my friends have looked back at we've looked back at the they're like, What's your type? I don't I can't pin down my type. I have traits in a man that I want, mm-hmm. but type, I've dated a man that was five six. I've dated a man that was seven foot. I've dated a man that was 5'11". No college degree, so, college degree. We, so we see you don't height discriminate. You don't <laughs> education discriminate. No, I don't. You need to find the discriminative part about you. you get I think ghosting <laughs> is where I draw the line. But you got to find that out the hard way. Yeah, but... So now, what's yeah. your question there going to look like? Have you ever ghosted a woman? Yeah. Or how do you handle conflict? Now you just try to see if he can answer that conversation, that answer that question without without looking away. I think the new question is not have you ever ghosted because who hasn't? Well, the question is, how do you handle conflict? Like, that is the question. Like, if there is a, if I do something that you don't like, how do you handle that? Let me give you true narcissist behavior. Okay. Ask me. Twilin, how do you handle conflict? I mean, conflict is something I like to address head on. You know, I sleep better knowing that we ain't got beef. <laughs> this is the conversation. This is the answer okay. I'm giving you. On the, on, yeah. on, this, we over dinner right now. You okay. know what I'm saying? Hey, I sleep better knowing you're not mad at me. So I at least want to address it before it gets too big. You know, and if we if it's ever an issue with me, I want it to be an open door. You can talk to me in any way, anytime. You know, just well, let me what know. What am something. I supposed to say to that? Because that's the right answer, right? You see how they just came up with that shit off the cuff? <laughs> you can't navigate this. It's nowhere around it. You get what I'm saying? But first of all, I have to pat my own self on the back because I did my due diligence. All I can do is what I can do. You just found out if I'm a nigga that can go on the interview. That's pretty much what you told me. But then at the end of the day, it's all an interview until you have a real that's scenario. But that's, that's what I said. All Ghosting I did, is the high, that's my draw What I'm saying is, unfortunately, you asking, and asking all the effective questions. And <sighs> so I'm doomed. You, you that's what got, I'm hearing. You got to walk by faith. <laughs> like, not by sight. That's what I'm telling you. I think I'm going to be single forever. <laughs> like, nigga, like, goddamn, you know, niggas are very eloquent these days. Dudes read now. You know what I'm saying? Not that like, read. We read nowadays. Can y'all? We going to therapy. Them the worst can. We listening to Brent Fias. 
That's my dog. You get what I'm saying? So we all over the place. A nigga that's going to therapy, seeking awakening by also listening to toxic music. <laughs> seeking awakening. Like we all over the place. With a college education, so now I can I can verbalize my, my thoughts. So what's the solution? Walk by faith. That's about all I can tell you. That's like, terrible advice. I'm not, not going to be a podcast nigga giving you some baseless That's real. advice. We said Walk we was not going to do that. Yes. Pray for what you're looking for. <laughs> so basically, ladies, we're doomed. Fellas, too, shit. Goddamn, you, you never right. know. It's a, it's ten women every one. What I'm man. saying is, be all, all right. these doomed women now getting hot and soulless, and like they cold on you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like, got one. I got literally eight more months of this shit. Leaving you on red, nigga. After you just had a great moment with her, like, like, see, you got this great date with her. Go out to eat, y'all vibing. Go and walk by the by the by the pond or by the lake. <laughs> feed the ducks. <laughs> drop off at home. She leave you on red the next morning. You like, why the fuck? She with her next nigga. It was a nigga at 2.30 who was leaving goddamn <laughs> DGs. That's the nigga she been trying to get right the last three years. She the one trying to start new with you. You done dropped off. Now the 2.30 nigga coming from DGs then blew her back out. Now she's second guessing everything. Like, nigga, I don't really want to be with this lame ass nigga. Hey, too nice. Because this nigga that gave her all of the henny dick he had <laughs> hit the bottom of it. You get what I'm saying? With some sweet nuts in the ear at 6.30 in the morning. was gone by 7. Oh, now she man. looking at your text message irritated because you <laughs> want to know how her morning went. <laughs> Welcome to Dayton in 2023. We're all doomed. God damn it, it's cold world. I've been a DG nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> We, I we, thought it was specific. We walking through your entire goddamn day. Yeah, he picked me up. I ain't really like the restaurant like that, but you know, he, like. Now she can let her guard down. So she asked me to bring her some water burger because she because she ain't like the food specifics. <laughs> Spicy ketchup. What you want? Lemonade. Wheat bun. Cut it in half. I'm watching my figure. Ah. Hate you. You got some weed? Yeah, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> you know the scene. You know the scene. But you know what? My resolution. I ain't gonna forget it. My resolution was to not have my t- to not waste my time <coughs> to not enter a situationship. I mean, I was gonna meet my boyfriend this year. That's what's gonna happen. Oh man. That's what's gonna happen. I just just fellas assume every woman got a nigga that's the Whataburger dude. For the record, fellas, I don't have a Whataburger man. Whataburger so. man is a very effective. It's a, hey, that's that's a role on the team. It's like the six man. I'm always there when you need me. I give you the spark off the bench. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As you done been let down by your starters. Mm. You know, the niggas that you think you, you plan the future with. Right. You asking questions about therapy <laughs> and how you handle conflict. Right. <laughs> the Whataburger dude just waiting on the text. Like, what you doing? Where you at? He don't have no aspirations. What he I mean, want out he, of life? he kind of got confined. <laughs> and he knew it. Like, he probably done fucked up two or three times, but he meant well. So you kind of know I can't play long term with him. At all. But I, what you see is what you get. He got good. He got a no good surprises. heart. No surprises. 
And, and then, honestly, I'll take no surprises right now. His schedule allows him to be on your beck and call. He can show up at 3 30. <laughs> <laughs> like now he flexible. <laughs> he flexible. <laughs> a nigga with a flexible schedule is a weird these days. Ladies. I can't. Am I wrong? I can't. Some niggas that actually got passed up in the roster because of scheduling. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, for real. Real talk. For real. I dated a man that was way too busy. And can you imagine? And it be the busy motherfuckers that give you the greatest experiences. It's like, but where are you at? To, I'd you at? rather, consi- I don't need no Zion Williamson's. You can play every 17 games, but give me 35 when you play. <laughs> I need a nigga to show up every 82 games and give me a cool 17 a game. Be consistent. Consistency. That'll get you paid. <laughs> For real. Perfect attendance. Niggas don't perfect attendance. Niggas don't appreciate your perfect attendance certificates like they used to. That's real. Or like, even participation ribbons. You participation ribbons is where we went wrong. <laughs> That's why niggas started taking the bottom of the barrel. Cause everybody got a ribbon. Everybody got some pussy. You ain't showed no goddamn uh Effort. <laughs> Still a performance. Nigga falling, fell into the pussy. Don't even know Just how that. I got here. Nigga be like, I can't believe she let me fuck. God damn. <laughs> she took her to Chili's. God damn. But because the nigga who take her to Monarch is terrible. Dry as fuck. <laughs> like, you just gotta appreciate the Southwest egg rolls. I this, mean, that's what you gotta do. Man, this nigga fed you a Southwest egg roll. You was you was naming your kids after this nigga, man. He was like, I mean, it was just a cool, chill date. That's why, honestly, fellas, you know, got, got this is why I get mad when, before we get out of here. This is why I get mad when niggas be trying to get mad at a woman for what she want. Like a, a, a chick say, I like hood niggas. It'd be the nigga that worked nine to five with a goddamn headshot in his, on his Twitter uh, profile picture talking about, this was wrong with you. That ain't your lane. That ain't your lane, bro. You get what I'm saying? Now you, now you upset. For what? It's bad because you feel like all black women want this hood niggas. <laughs> no, nigga. It's a whole batch of them over here. Want the niggas with the 750 credit scores. Yes. No felonies. Please. No baby mamas. Do you just think the ones with the fat asses in college are boring? So now you feel like don't nobody want. Come on now, now you bro. Mad. You mad. Now you started a podcast. Because you got an aesthetic that don't match who you are. Nigga, you can't date a chick walk around in flesh in flesh filled bodysuits <laughs> if you insecure, nigga. <laughs> that part. Cause you gonna get tried. Niggas go look at your ass, look at the ass in front of you and look at you in the eye. What you want? <laughs> what you willing to do for this? <laughs> Shout out to Kiki Palmer, just just for the record. I hope you're doing okay, friend. That nigga probably lost it. She probably made that nigga give his key back. Nah, they're not over, but he on. He no, they out. not over. He just had to give his key. Like, yeah. I had to I had to show you who I am. We have to recurate your experience with me. Nigga, take your bags. You know how he had moved in. Mm-hmm. Now he basically had to make sure that he spent a few days at his, at his mm-hmm. spot, you know, to come and go. Because she signed that nigga a few times. Mm-hmm. Told that nigga, I, shit, I, I don't need you. Like, what we doing? What we doing? I got a new job. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> new check. <laughs> like, keep a check, Kiki. You keep For a sure. check, Kiki, man. A bo- hey, that's a scary sight. She don't need you, nigga. She look at you sideways for having an opinion. Don't let this be you, fellas. <laughs> that part. I don't think. He, I don't think she did nothing wrong. 
Me either. I'm glad we I'm glad we are on the same page with Man, you. this was good. I felt like I was goddamn on Dr. Field time. Yeah, you was my therapist. Because I'm trying to be realistic. I ain't tell you no lies. Niggas ain't shit sometimes. Niggas with more goes. Niggas get their dick wet and start thinking different. You know what I'm it's saying? All like, sick. I'm it's sick. It's sick of as hell, but it's life. Hell. Mm-hmm. I didn't been left on red after a night a night of uh goddamn touching crotches. Passion. Passionate. I'm like, did she just fuck me to get over a nigga? Perhaps. Maybe I got replaced by another Whataburger nigga. See, there's more than one Whataburger. It's a franchise. You know what I'm saying? She was like, matter of fact, nigga brought me Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's a level. Not an all-star special. <laughs> all-star special. Get your pants up, nigga. <laughs> You got anything to say before we get out of here? Yes, I do. I first want to say we love you, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> we love you. I was literally praying for you. And so, because I can't lose you. you like a part of my family. I would have so. been slang a snap. I, I didn't yeah. cry behind Michael. Mm, me neither. I was a little hurt. But I would have slung snot for uh yeah that for Jamie that because, was good that was a good wrenching one. And then you know I, I, I ain't trying to put him in the box because he came back full of life, you know what I'm saying? But goddamn, that'll be a sad ass funeral. I can't because you know all the singers coming at. Honestly, just seeing everybody who was like so like excited that he's better, I was like, dang! I didn't ever forget because Jamie is Jamie, but everybody loves Jamie Foxx, so. Mm-mm. I just wanted to say we love you. What else I wanted Man, to say? Man, that nigga ain't cloned. Why the fuck would they clone Jamie Foxx? So, Who's shut the cloned? fuck up. Like, that's what I want like, to Y'all just be, like, why the fuck would they, out of all people, we gonna clone Jamie Foxx? Like, why? Why? Like, like why? The nigga, up changed every two days anyway, so you know that ain't no need, ain't, ain't no need for you to be looking at like, damn, his head was, you know, a nigga gonna be like, his hair wasn't like that three days ago. People nigga. weird. The conspiracy theorists are really taking over. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, everybody ain't a clone. Nigga, nigga damn it died, come back, and now y'all talking about he ain't him. I know. Could you imagine? Uh, but I, I appreciated his video. He, he talked about that he's not a clone. You but, know what I'm saying? No, nigga was like, something a little off. It's like, and you ain't seen this man in however long, so... Shut up. Man. And that's my cousin in fake life, so don't talk about my cousin. Shout out to Terrell's finest. Shout out to Texas. Ah, oh, yes, shout out to Texas. Terrell. Um, but no, I think this was a really good episode to be back. I really do. Next time, I'm going to try to bring my mom and my daddy. Please bring them, because I, I, I have questions. Okay. <laughs> when did they find out you was a special child? <laughs> I was at the wedding. I was in her belly. I been down. Shut up, Toy. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Also, anybody that bought a house recently, if you got any advice on how to fucking curb the cost, mm. because nigga, goddamn, getting moved into a house is like a pit of just throwing money into a pit. That's what I heard. Like, goddamn, it'd like, it be like expenses just beating you upside the head. you like, like, crazy. I woke up this morning, it was three Mexicans in my backyard. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> just work just being done. It's like. At least you got a backyard friend. And you know what, man? I was, 
You want you want to know what I was back there? I was out there doing last night? Mm. Water in the grass. Look at you. I'm, I'm a nigga now. I'm a I'm an old ass nigga now. And I was doing it with a smile on my face. Oh, free. Because I'm trying to I'm trying, I'm trying to rehab the grass. They let they let it dry. Mm. So you know I'm working on my green thumb. Okay. I've been looking annoyingly at the weeds. You know at the weeds in our damn flower bed. I want to start that over. You got a plan. I got a plan. We love it. Hey, you know. Uh, we proud of you. Any people out there that got any advice on how to get some shit to grow, <laughs> hit us on the DM. <laughs> we, we, we we welcoming all advice. Yes. All my plant daddies and plant mamas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woke Twitter. All y'all. <laughs> Give me your insight. We welcome it. This your boy Antoine Source. This is at Stephanie. We out there. Uh, also, if you are in the Dallas area, tap in with with Sydney or Foil Cliff to find out how you can be of assistance and volunteer for the back to school drive and picnic at Foil Cliff on August twelfth. August twelfth, see us at Foil Cliff. We'll be Pull there. Pull up, nigga. Not okay. Pull up, kings and queens. Black man hour. Bye, y'all. <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs>